MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Donnie von Furen, Business Development Consultant at uh, Sovereign Trust SA. Donnie, appreciate the time. Uh, one of the issues these days is, is looking for residency abroad. And of course, yeah, the old-fashioned ways, get a job and the like, and, and, and sort of do it in, in terms of immigration. But there are easier, perhaps, ways, uh, financial ways. One of them, Financial Independent or Passive Income Program. Um, and having a look at the, at the data you sent out, some of these numbers aren't particularly high either. Hi, Simon. Thank you for having me. You're absolutely correct. I think one of the biggest misconceptions in the residency and citizenship space is that the only real option for me is to find some kind of employment abroad, Mm -hmm. perhaps take out large amount of capital and purchase uh, a property, perhaps. And we've come to learn and, and, of course, many South Africans have realized that there's different routes. So they are really categorized in three main categories and one of them being financially independence or the passive income route which is quite popular because it means that I don't have to take out a lot of capital I've got some passive income that I can transfer monthly or annually to prove that I could look after myself in that jurisdiction and I don't have to be as invested in case I do want to come back. And importantly this is passive income so this wouldn't be as I understand remote work this would be proceeds perhaps dividends from from shares I own or something. Absolutely. There is a difference between your digital nomad visa and that of someone who is financially independent or receiving some kind of passive income from rental agreements. Perhaps they have income from their business. So again, it also is geared predominantly to clients who are looking to retire and they've got some investments that allows them to do that. And, and, and looking at them, and again, we're looking at Cyprus, Portugal, Portugal, Greece, Spain, uh, Mauritius, Thailand. They're fairly generous. I mean, you, you can bring a spouse. <laughs> That's not unexpected. You can uh, bring children uh, and some of them with some T's and C's if, if they're older. Um, but even parents and, and, and in some cases, uh, very few, well, Portugal, even right to take local employment. Absolutely. I think generous is the good word to use there, Simon, because in many different retirement or visa applications for clients, they tend to say, Danny, we would need to look at what we do with my parents. Can we take employment? What about the children? So anyone who's whatever part they are in their lives at the moment in terms of residency and are looking to go abroad, they are not just looking for themselves. They are looking for their families, their parents. They are even looking in terms of employment. They have staff here perhaps or they would like to expand their business abroad and that would allow them to do so because like you said Cyprus, Portugal, Greece, Spain, Mauritius, wherever we go they do allow for that. Of course you're right terms and conditions do apply Mm -hmm. but they are really lenient and again progressive. And we're talking retirement here we're using that as an example but it isn't necessarily age-specific. Absolutely. It's not. And you'll see with younger clients who perhaps have businesses, they have interests, they want to go abroad, they want to have that residency option. One of the popular destinations, of course, being Mauritius or Portugal. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to work abroad. They want to not necessarily invest in that country. They'd rather have their investment somewhere else, maybe even locally, but they would like the opportunity to live there, work, perhaps even later get the citizenship through their, their physical presence 
The other is the tax residency uh, program, which, which I had absolutely never heard of before. And this is essentially where you, you, you give up as a taxpayer in South Africa. And, and that's the process. And again, some T's and C's. And you become a, a taxpayer in, in one of these other uh, uh, markets, Gibraltar, uh, Malta, Portugal, uh, Cyprus, the for examples you sent out. And that, again, gives you an ability with, without necessarily that requirement to go and, and, and buy an expensive property. Absolutely. And you'll see that some of those options do include the opportunity to actually take local employment. So it might not necessarily be geared for someone who is in a retirement stage of their life. It could be for anyone who's saying, I would like to live abroad. I want to be a tax resident somewhere else. I don't necessarily want to exit as a South African tax Mm -hmm. resident, but I, of course, have the opportunity to. And I'd love to benefit from a more favorable or neutral tax jurisdiction where I can invest live and perhaps even stay for the rest of my life. What about potential changes to these? I, I know that there's been changes a lot mm. to the golden visas. If there are changes, I mean, is it is it fair to expect a person to be grandfathered in? In other words, you came in under a set of rules and we'll keep those rules for you. It would depend. And first of all, you're correct in terms of the changes. It is something that we have to keep very close to as a group to ensure that we are ahead of the times when it comes to the changes, because again, it's at the the behest of the government. So if that local government feels like in Portugal, they've had that major change Mm -hmm. recently, if they feel they want to make a change, we need to understand that and the clients need to be made aware of that. But in terms of residency versus citizenship, that is important in terms of differentiating between those two because residency is more of a temporary nature Mm. and that would be the golden key into getting that citizenship perhaps if that is allowed by the government and there are rules around that and then once you have that citizenship you could then of course extend that to your family and your dependents. How how long is the application process? Different per country I imagine but but broadly because I know some of them uh, Mm. someone immigrated to to Australia and and it was a it was a multi-year process it does happen Simon I think it also depends in terms of the extent of the people who are you who you're including as in terms of your dependents Mm -hmm. if you have a lot of dependents the process might take longer if you have a lot of business or financial interest in South Africa perhaps abroad that would also impact it and of course we're dealing with multi-jurisdictional governments at this point so we would deal with how long does it take in South Africa to get what we need mm -hmm. sorted and how long would it take if we go for example to Malta or to Cyprus and that again you could look at anything from four months to two years okay so it it can be a little bit chunky but i take the point there's multiple authorities involved in in terms of the actual process i mean i'm imagining a fair chunk of 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 paperwork and expertise hence why the 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 likes of you and and your team come in because I, i look at this and it looks simple on a piece of paper but i imagine particularly in the paperwork dealing with governments not quite so It's not simple. I think the most important role is for us to have a consultation with the client to understand their long-term planning, Simon, because although you want to initiate an application to an authority abroad, it might not necessarily work in terms of your long-term strategy, your long-term planning. And a lot of time is spent consulting with clients to ensure is this what they want to do? Do they understand the long-term effect? And how can we ensure it's as flexible as possible if there's any changes? We'll leave it at that. Danny van Fuhren, Business Development Consultant at Sovereign Trust SA. Appreciate the time. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.